talking about real estate, storage units, mm -hmm. loans, credit card stacking, like mm -hmm. things that make you financially free. Thanks. The mistake that people make is not putting everything on auto pay. Getting credit cards is cool. Yeah. Getting loans is cool. But when you blend them together, it's like it's unstoppable. The number one thing you want to do once you go get the capital is invest in you. Get the capital, mm -hmm. invest in yourself, right. which is get around mentors. Yeah. And then with those mentors, you build relationships, right? You're going good with these banks. It's there for you. While things are going great, don't be naive to believe that they're always going to go great because we got we got seasons. Y'all crushing it. Y'all doing y'all thing. While things are doing well, you double down. It has to work or it has to work. Welcome to an episode of Circle of Greatness. I'm your host, Nehemiah Davis. And listen, I got so many messages, DMs in the comments like, yo, them boys you board on the podcast, I need you to bring them back. I already start getting credit cards off the game that Smitty made. I'm already in the process of looking at storage units. A couple people already told me they went and locked up a FHA, uh, FHA regular and a 203K. I'm like, bruh, I got to bring them back, y'all. Because I'm like, yo, if they gave that game, they got to have some more. So without further ado, man, I want to bring the, the Fun Your Freedom guys back. We got Ramel. Yeah, yeah. We got Boom. We got Smitty. What's good, y'all? What's up with you? Man, nice. Glad to be back. This is the last one, man. What y'all been up to? I know y'all here impacting the changes some lives. What's new with y'all? Man, we just been locking in, trying to do what we do in real life, but also we've been locking in with the people from the whole challenge, just following up with them, making sure they getting results. Like, mm. like you just said, yeah. it's crazy for me and all of us because it's like, dang, this many people getting results. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like, we did stuff before and people get a lot of results, but this one, like, everybody just clicking, clicking, It's clicking, clicking like that, okay. Yeah. I got a question real quick before we even go further. Y'all, what y'all got going on? You showing them wood floors and construction <laughs> doors? Y'all y'all building something right? We're like, what y'all doing right <laughs> now? Like, I, need, uh, I wonder so, what we got going on. So I, I, this is the power of relationships, right? Oh, yeah. So um, there's a property in Philly. So okay. back in, like, September, I bought this property in Philly. It was, not, it was actually one of my mentees. Got it. She found it and she really wanted, you know, to partner on it. That's yeah. what I do in the mentorship. When yeah. you go find deals, it makes sense. We partner on it. Mm. Um, but actually, I got a contractor, which was a contractor, right? Okay. End up walking off the job. Like con, a con. Huh? Con, yeah, oh, right. Okay. So the contractor, after like I heard about them five, before. six months, <laughs> just disappeared off the job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's I had to call Boom because that's his city. Yeah. And he pulled up, you know, in a matter of like two, three days, brought his guys in and they started working on the project, already getting it done. We almost, mm. you know. Boom um, got the Rolodex. Yeah, he got he everybody, every everybody you need. First yeah. couple days, floors, yeah. yeah. bathroom, yeah. roof, all done. First Ooh. couple days, yeah. like that. What yeah. you been up to, Smitty? I mean, you you got me twenty grand on here, on here. Then you gave me like a couple cars. I'm at, I'm probably up about about a buck twenty five with just the game you gave me. So mm. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, you know we saying? yeah we've been producing results. Um, we've been in the challenge. Uh, a lot of people have been uh, executing. Yeah. Uh, finally getting in the groove of understanding what to do and how to do it. Yeah. So we've been getting people funded. Uh, people have been coming out, being able to get 50,000, 100,000. Yeah. I think our biggest result was like over 200,000. Wow. Uh, and the challenge, I think Whoa. we, I think uh, we made a, we made a post in the group to see how much everyone got funded throughout the whole group. I think it was over 2 mil. Wow. I don't know the exact number, Ooh. but it was over. And if they know what to do with that, that could be lasting forever. Well, we're going to teach them what to do with it. So okay. we're going to teach so, them how to invest it, how to exactly. put it in the right places as assets mm -hmm. to be able to create cash flow. Got it. And then we're going to do it that way. Yeah. Uh, some new stuff I got for somebody. So I got some new stuff for somebody. What we've been doing is um, being able to set people up for payroll mm. through ADP. But the cool thing we can do is we can pay ourselves from our business to our personal. So when you put yourself on payroll, 
from your business mm -hmm. to your personal, we can be able to leverage our business credit cards. Mm -hmm. And this is the way that we be able to liquidate them. So everybody always asks me, uh, well, we get these credit cards, how we liquidate them, Smitty? Which way we liquidate them? So the cool thing we've been being able to set up is putting the ADP in our business name to pay ourselves, but also leveraging our business credit cards to pay ourselves every month. So if we wow. put ourselves on payroll for $8,000 a month, you know, $7,000 a month, $6,000 a month, we can liquidate the money from our credit cards to pay us, but then we make money off paying ourselves and we'd be able to create legal paycheck stubs for ourselves to use for funding and to be able to get properties and things like that. Mm. So we position that, that sound a little different. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Is it, are they charging the fees to pay yourself with the credit card? No. I'm, I got my company on payroll and I just mm -hmm. asked them, can they, uh, can I start paying everybody on payroll? Cause it come out the checking account. Yeah. On my Amex. Yeah, so you got to use a third party. Oh, okay. you third party. It is going to charge you a little fee, though. Okay. But we, but you make money off rewards points and cash back money. So it makes like more sense. Yeah, so I need to outweigh, because right now, just say our payroll over 100 and something K a mm -hmm. month. Yeah. So I need to, but that's all coming out of a checking account that I'm, right. I'm not benefiting at all from. Exactly. So I need to do a cost comparison and in pros and cons. You, you would. So uh, okay. it looks as though when we get our American Express Platinum, they yeah. got no lim the no preset limits of the yes. gold. Yeah. Uh, we got to see which wards bounce off which one's better. Okay. But uh, if those got no preset limits and you got that big payroll, whew, your points on the back end may overcome the, the uh, percentages the of the fee. Mm, so I the, didn't the, think about that. Yeah, the third. It's so crazy. I was telling them my next crib, I'm buying on a credit card. Okay. Like, I, yeah. I'm buying it. I want to, y'all saw, I don't know if y'all saw that Instagram, this OG bought a skyscraper yeah. on his credit card. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like 60 million. It's it like something crazy. crazy. Oh, on a credit was, card. It was something crazy. Yeah, you got to find that video. Yeah, bro. I got to find that video. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Let me ask you, Boom, because man, I know y'all creating success for people, right? Y'all, each of y'all really helping people, but it's something that we don't really talk about is mistakes. We don't talk mm -hmm. about like, the hurdles that we went through and the mistakes that we made. And Ramel's somebody who's, he's been in real estate, how many years now? Nine years. Then. Nine years, but as as a recent, he said he just bought a property, still got con by a contractor. What are some things you could put in place or ways you can identify if you just got a shoddy contractor? The biggest thing is set expectations from the beginning. Never give them too much money, so I always pay my contracts in thirds. Like you get a payment to start. That's pretty much the buy material. Then when you start working on some of the project, we give you a little bit more money. And then when everything is completed or inspectors check everything, that's when you get that final payment. So let's say, for example, you're paying somebody $3,000 to a job. You give them a thousand to start, buy material, or you can take that whole thousand out and you buy the material. So they don't have any money. And that other thousand dollars they'll get when they finish pretty much halfway throughout the project. But if you think about it, that thousand out, they still, I don't say losing, but they still in arrears because that's not enough money to cover all the work they've done. So they have to stay in order to get the remainder of their money. I had this one contractor, he he basically uh, caught COVID and didn't come back, but he lost out because he still, I still owed him money. So that's how you can protect yourself. Yeah. But the biggest thing is just making sure you set expectation early. Hey, we don't get this rolling by week two or week three or a month in. Yo, listen, you owe me money or like, yeah. yo, the job is done. I'm moving on to the next person. Usually when you start sending text messages or phone calls like that, they are, I'll be there tomorrow. I'll be there tomorrow. Wait, 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 hold up. That's good. I, I like that. Let me, mm -hmm. Smitty, I want to go to you. A, a credit mistake that happens that can set you back. And this, I want to be transparent. This yeah. happened to me two years in a row. And I find myself okay with credit and, and money. But a mistake that happened to me was I was charged by Barclays or 
it was a it initially was American um a AA car, like American Airlines car. It was like Barclay card or Yeah. They got that. Advantage Aviator. Yeah. That's what it's called. I couldn't figure it out. So I paid it off, but they had something called an annual fee that was like $95. So two years in a row, dog, mm. I got hit with the annual fee. So I dropped my credit like 75 points and it took like three to six months to get it back. And they did it two years in a row. So I ended up just canceling it all together. <laughs> right. So my thing that I want to just share with people is like, you really need to put some annual fees maybe on a, on a calendar just so you, because if you're not using the car, it's likely that you'll forget about it. Right. So that's just a mistake that I made that I don't want people to avoid. You got any credit mistakes people should be, because it's good to show them how to get funded and all this, yeah. but what's some some mistakes we need to be avoiding, yeah. period. So uh, me too, I was a part of that. I got late payment one time on my car, even though it wasn't my, my fault, but the late payments are, a big thing that I'm seeing that's hurting people. Thanks. And the mistake that people make is not putting everything on auto pay. Yep. Or that it's not even a word yep. or a forgetful thing that needs to be worried about. If it's on auto pay, it's automatically getting taken care of. But now, this is the second component of that. Everything could be on auto pay and you could be good. Now, this will happen to me. So uh, I have my car on auto pay for, for a long time, two two years in a row, never missed a payment. On I got, got the money in my bank account, but they closed my bank account for some reason. Mm. And soon after that, the company tried to take the payment out, didn't get, it reversed it, and they gave me a late payment. Wow. So you really just got to stay on top of your stuff, period, because okay. they it was on auto pay. I thought I was good. And two years later, I got a late payment because my bank account closed, and then they tried to take the money out, and they gave me a late payment. So you got to really, that's something you probably got to be calendar-wise, yeah. reminders in your phone, and auto pay. So we yeah, got to be like over, like, over on top of it. Got it. Hey, guys, I got to pause the episode right now. Man, they are really talking about what got me financially free. It's meeting more people. Like, literally, all my business partners right now, I met them at a conference or I met them at some sort of virtual event. The game that they're sharing right now, talking about what to do with loans, how to acquire loans, like how to get cash flow, how to buy properties, it is game changing. They're hosting a five-day virtual conference where they're literally breaking down everything for you, step by step by step. What I want you to do right now, before you even tap back into the episode go to let's fund your freedom.com right now right and then in the comments i want you to go back and say yo i got my spot right because what these guys are doing it's just incredible so let's go to let's fund your freedom.com right now yeah. let me ask you this romero so you run your storage units kind of how i run my event spaces i do auto try to have less workers all of that but what are some cons to that? I know you saying, you know, trash, like, I basically ain't nobody at the facility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So give me like something that maybe that has happened where you like, man, you gotta put this pre-call, this in place to also assist with just the automation of a storage unit. Yeah, so um, one of my units actually, right? This person that was renting out the unit, he just a filthy person, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So he had like food in there, he had like, a bunch of trash in there and then we had like rats started coming in and that was going into other people's units yep. so Crazy. just doing routine checks right mm. so now i got a part-time guy who'll go there once or twice a week yeah. just to check in and make sure like the grass is being cut yeah making sure that you know there's not any rats running around because it is stuff that people store away and then they forget about it right then you might have one bad tenant next to your unit 
that don't give a damn about their items, right? And then now it's going into the next year. Damn. So mm. um, that's one of the things that we do put in place you know, just to kind of you know, make no, sure. That's, no, because no, we yeah. online, we talk about the successes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, let's let the people know. So now we know about that with the yeah. storage unit. We yeah. know about that with the contracts. We know about, we just gave them two other credit plays because I want people to really understand like, yo, like it's some important stuff. So I know, boom, we've been talking you like, man, when we was bringing you back, y'all went heavy on just credit cards and all of that. Mm -hmm. But you've been saying, man, there's some other plays I want to give to people. And I want you to just kind of start elaborating on some other stuff that you've been thinking that you like, man, I need them to hear this. Yeah, for sure. So one of the biggest things, when you hear people say buying houses, no money down, like yeah. it's not that you're getting the house for free. We're using somebody else is paying for it. Yeah. The seller's still getting a check. It's just, it's coming from someone else's account. The biggest way we do it, we utilize loans, specifically hard money loans. And hard money requires you to put down maybe a 10%, a 15%, 20%, 25% down payment. That's when we put the credit card to cover that down payment. So the problem is there might be individuals on here that credit isn't the best, so they can't get approved for a $20,000, $30,000, $50,000 car right out the gate. So not all lenders, some lenders, I give one, they'll do 100% financing if the deal makes sense. So typically, if the deal is 65% of the ARV, the after repair value, they'll cover 100% of it. So let's say, for example, if the house you want to, if you want to buy, once it's fully fixed up, it's worth 100 grand. Yeah. If you can buy it and fix it up 65% of 100,000, which is $65,000, then they'll cover everything. So your job is, which we were showing people during the challenge, how to find off market or on market properties, but get them as cheap enough to where like, then you don't got no down payment. So that's really a game changer for yeah. people because with that property, you can buy with no money down. You just have to cover your little fees, which you know we'll talk about how we can get those covered as well. But for a lot of individuals, they don't have 700, 750 credit scores, so they can't get these big, large lines of credit. Yeah. But if all you know how to, all you have to do is figure out how to get the deal cheap as possible, which in this market is is not difficult yeah. because a lot of houses sitting. So if a house sitting for a hundred thousand, look, listen, I'm gonna offer you seventy, mm. or I'm gonna offer you sixty five because nobody else is buying it. So by default, you are already reaching your 65% number yeah. just by shooting a low ball offer. Mm. And the other thing is with those lenders, a lot of times they'll ask for credit if you plan on keeping a property rent out because the way you paying back the lenders by refinancing, you need credit to refinance. Yeah. But if you're doing a flip, there's no credit involved because you're buying it, you're fixing up and you're selling it off. No credit is needed for that. So this is how a lot of individuals that have no credit they don't have a whole lot of money can get slide their way in because now I don't need credit to get involved with the lender. I And I got the deal cheap enough to where they're going to cover my entire um, purchase and the construction. Yeah. And then when I put it on the market and get it sold, the buyer needs credit, not me. So this is a great way for a lot of individuals. And this is something I personally did several times. So and oh. one the lender that I use just to give people um, in Philly is Crowdcopia. That's one lender that I've heard of that. Yeah, I use them a couple times. I, I literally just paid them back a whole loan last week. Wow. So um, that's one that's one lender that you can utilize. But you want to ask them, do you guys have 100% finance options based on X, Y, and Z if I get the deal cheap enough? But so the rule- good. I want you to know, I want to know that. So when I'm calling these lenders, give me a yeah. list of some questions I need to ask to mm -hmm. verify if I should do business with this hard money lender or whoever I'm talking to. So one, I'm gonna just give you three. It's a list of questions. I'm gonna give you three real quick. Yep. The one is ask them, what is the terms? You don't want to deal with a lender that does terms shorter than 12 months because mm -hmm. we can expect we're gonna get the property done and sold in two, three months. That's the that's the ideal thing. But yep. 
stuff happens, crap happens. So if it goes past three, four months, you want to make sure you're still within the terms guidelines, because if they say we only give you six months and then now they say, no, in six months, we're not extending. We need that money now. Now you're in the jam. Mm. So that's one. And you don't want to foreclose on the property. That's one. The second thing you want to ask them, which is probably one of the most important things is how much they're charging points. Mm-hmm. Points is basically one per, one point is basically one percent of whatever your total loan amount is. So you might think one percent that's nothing, but if they charge you three points and you got a three hundred thousand dollar loan, you times three hundred thousand by three percent, yeah. that's a fee that don't go to nothing. Mm-hmm. That's just go. It's like toll booth fee. It just go right in their pocket. Mm-hmm. So if you can get negotiate down to one and a half, one, anything around that, that's ideal. But you have a lender that say, hey, look, we charge you four points. Like, no, tell them F out of there. Like, go ahead. Because 10% of 300 is 30. So a third of that, you just be paying 10 grand. Just I'm just giving it to out. them. I'm just giving yeah. it to them. It just goes straight to them. That's good. And then the last thing I would say is you want it, which is just as important is what is the details? What is the setup? What is the terms of our construction? Yeah. Because if you need 50000 to fix up the house, they're not going to give you the whole 50 up front. They're going to break it down. And I'm gonna give you 10, I'm gonna give you 10, I'm gonna give you 10, I'm gonna give you five, I'm gonna give you 20. Mm-hmm. You wanna know what is the exact setup of the draws and how long I gotta wait for the draws. Because you start putting the money up front, let's say on a credit card, I'm gonna pay the first 10 out of pocket and they're gonna give me my 10 back. But if they say we need a week to send out that wire, nah, we, I can't work with you. Cause yeah. if I'm putting out 10 up front, I need that 10 back tomorrow. The lenders I work with, they send the money same day. I call them 8 a.m., that money in my account by 5 p.m. Wow. That's hard. That's yeah. relationships, though. Yeah. Power. Not even just relationships, but that's how they operate. Yeah. And if you- Well, it's 24 hours, I get the same day, but yeah. 24 hours still is, yeah. is yeah, heck yeah. So that's that's the biggest top three questions you really want to ask. It's more than that. You know, we get into another time, All but right. that's the top three. Let me ask you, I like the top three. If I'm considering a storage unit, what are some questions I need to ask myself before I go? How are you analyzing? The, are you analyzing these with the 65% rule? How are someone analyzing? You doing cap rate? Break down how do I analyze the storage unit? That's a good I'm question. Curious. So yeah. it's, it's different from residential. We on the commercial side, right? Yeah. So when it when it comes to self-storage, I'm, I'm, I'm buying real estate, but I'm also buying a business. Yeah. So the first thing I want to look at is called supply index, right? Mm-hmm. So that's to determine the demand of that facility in a particular area. So what I'll do is I get a five five mile radius, I go on Google, get all the facilities in a five mile radius and you call them up and you find out how many total units in each facility. So if each facility, let's say it's a total of 3000 units, you now wanna get the population in that five mile radius. Mm. So if we got 5,000 people in that, in, that, in that five mile radius, you're gonna divide the total amount of units divided by the total amount of people and then that number should be 7% or below. If it's if it's eight percent or below above, I don't want to touch it because if it's eight percent or below above, that means that it's too many units and not enough people, Ooh. and that's where a lot of people go wrong. Where they'll go and buy a facility, but what's in the area? Do we got a high school? Do we got a college? Are they building any complexes? If you notice, there's most likely going to be an apartment building near self storage because yep. if I'm moving into this apartment building, I'm going to rent out a storage unit because they're making these apartments smaller and smaller, right? We think about colleges and universities when people going back and forth for the holiday or the summer break, they rent out a storage unit during that time frame. So the area is like very big. So I want to get that supply index. And then the next thing I want to look at is going to be my cash on cash return, Mm. right? So I don't- Cash, right? Cash on cash. uh, It's cash on cash return. That's how I I, I call it because 
And break that down because that's still confusing. The cash on cash yeah. return. So I'm gonna break it down because I I, I use debt, right? And some people Me say too. I want to buy all cash and all that, yeah. but I feel like you know debt is not a math problem; it's a behavior problem mm. because we don't understand how to use it. That's good. Now we get stuck on it, right? So I want to know how fast I'm gonna make back the money I put out of my pocket, like literally. So cash, not how much it, how much the loan I'm taking from SBA, no. How much, how long is it going to take me to get back what I put out of my pocket? So if I go get with Smitty and I get a $100,000 line of credit or credit card, I liquidate it. That's the money that's coming out of my pocket. I use it as a down payment. How long is it going to take me to do that? So for me, I want to get back my money in four to five years. Yeah. So my cash on cash needs to be 20, 25% return. Yeah. So supply index, cash on cash return. And then the last thing is going to be, okay, what's... What's the upside here, right? Can I increase the rents? Can I add different streams of income? Yeah. Um, you know, what is it appraised at? Do I see any other value I could probably cash out and go do another move? So I, I'm gonna look at it from those top three angles and then, you know, we go other little moves. Damn, there, right? that's a top. master class. Yeah, that is. That I'm is. looking like this, yeah. like, damn. <laughs> yeah. And I need y'all yeah. to break that down. Listen, <laughs> what's the, what, like, less fun your freedom? Dot com. Let's fund your freedom. Let's fund your so they could five day virtual live yeah, event breaking all of this day. down. Yeah. Yes, sir. And we didn't even talk about credit yet. We talking about real estate, storage units, mm -hmm. loans, credit card stacking, like mm -hmm. things that make you financially free. Thanks. Let's fund your freedom .com, people. Yes, Go sir. right now. Right now. And it's important because um, when you blend the two together, yeah. it's like getting credit cards is cool. Yeah. Getting loans is cool, but when you blend them together, it's like it's unstoppable. Yeah. Like totally unstoppable. Bro, I went and did uh I went and got a TD Bank. TD Bank does mm -hmm. like a loan and I think we're approved for like a quarter million. We're doing a, mm -hmm. the final process now. And it was like it helps when you kind of before we start recording, you talked about a loan that you're getting. Um but it helps when you got that banking relationship. Yeah. 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 Because they didn't ask a lot of questions yeah. that yeah that other banks are asking us. And here's a mistake I made since we talking about mistakes and I'll get this to y'all because I think it's important to note, um, it's important to note like when the money is coming in, like things are going great, that's when you should go get more money. Facts. Mm. I never did that. Like as yeah. more money came in, I'm like, cool, I'll, I'll just use my cash. Mm -mm. No, you go while money is coming in, you go get as many credit cards, as many lines of credit. Mm -hmm. Like the 250 from TD Bank is a line of credit mm -hmm. that I just want to have because what happens if a mistake happened on my credit and my credit go down 80 points? Can't like that it. happened to me literally three mm -hmm. times in the last couple of years. What happened if right now I'm going through some identity theft crap? Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's like, what happened if they do something that caused me, but if I already stacked a million in mm -hmm. credit or yeah. I stacked a quarter million in Got credit, it. I now can go get it. That line of credit. I got a line of credit from Key Bank six, seven years ago. That thing is still good. It's there for you. Mm -hmm. So my, what I'm telling anybody here, while things are going great, don't be naive to believe that they're always going to go great because we got we got seasons. Like things happen mm -hmm. in seasons. And just to get y'all game, like y'all crushing it, y'all doing y'all thing. While things are doing, doing well, you double down. 
Mm. Go get more money. That's what I go do. build more my relationships. Job. Yeah. Go create more opportunity. Mm. Yo, I've had the privilege to help hundreds and hundreds of people all around the world open up their own profitable event spaces, utilizing my signature formula. Number one, how to find a space. Number two, how to fund the space and how to automate the space. I've been in Atlanta, Georgia now living for two years. My spaces are still in Philadelphia operating, doing extremely well because we use the same exact formula that I break down, right? If you're interested in learning how we can help you, I want you to go to eventspacesecrets.com, watch a training or book a call with our team to see if you are a good fit. Again, this is for you specifically if you're looking for other ways to leverage your money and turn that into other streams of income, right? I don't believe there's a better time than right now for you to get tapped into the information in a game that can help you. So again, go to eventspacesecrets.com, watch the training or book a call with our team to see if you're a good fit for this opportunity. Let's go. For bank statements, right? Yeah. And how much cash flow you're making. We yeah. can get funded off of that. So oh, people that absolutely. got bad credit but has business going on, which is a lot of people in this predicament, yeah. uh, we got lenders that will give you lines of credit and credit based off how much money you make. So Two off the top of my head, we got Funbox and we got uh, we got Blue Vine. Yeah, they will allow you to be able to get up to two hundred and fifty thousand, like you're saying. But this is the requirements. They want you to have a lower credit score, so you like five eighty six hundred around that. But then they want you to do like ten thousand dollars a month for six months in a row. Mm. So you have to make ten thousand dollars a month for six months in a row in your business to be able to get access to this capital. So someone who has bad credit, but business is running and you're making this X amount of money coming in your bank account every month, what you would do is you'll go to those type of lenders. So those type of lenders will still give you access to money, even though you don't got the 700 credit score, 750 credit score. Yeah. That's the route you will go for that. Mm -hmm. So they got that's different good. ways. Yeah. I, I want to add to that. You're too talking big bags on this episode. Yeah, because <laughs> I was sitting there looking at my, one of my other mentors gave me another one. It's a lot of people who loan the money out those oh, yeah. ways. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's the name of the game is cash flow at the end of the day, yeah, right? Absolutely, and that's what we are breaking down in, in this virtual event because yes, we're gonna teach you how to get the money, but once you get the money, what, what system do, do you it? have in yeah. place? Yeah, like, people don't teach that. That's that's what I like about what y'all do. You show you how to get it, then you show you how to use exactly. it. Exactly. A lot of people show you how to get it. Now I got it. What do I do with it? Stop. You can't lose unless you literally on the week like this. Yeah. <laughs> Just not listening. Like, get the bag and show how to flip the bag. Like and you, you so when you understand systems, when you understand team building, when you understand leadership, right? Like these are core components that we don't even talk about. Like, how you gonna run a business yeah. and you don't even know how to build a team? You don't understand these different concepts, right? right? Because when you go buy a self-storage facility, I got to manage the management company, right? We got a bookkeeper. We have a, a management, um, a property manager. It's so many different roles. So when you go buy a facility, it's not only, oh, I got the facility. Okay, how are you managing the key components? Well, I got to get with my HR department because they now got to put the post on ND and they got to hire. What's the in interview checklist, right? So many components. But the reason why I'm saying this is because the number one thing you want to do once you go get the capital is invest in you. Yeah. Get the capital, mm. invest in yourself, right. which is get around mentors. Yeah. And then with those mentors, you build relationships, right? You're going to get with these banks. So one of um, y'all relationship, y'all met through a program. Facts. Now great friends generate bread together. Y'all yeah, met out of the same program, right? Uh, we met at a conference. At like, a conference. All yeah, we, at a conference. conference. Yeah. we all in the same program, but yeah. oh, we met through the, but we met like in person at a, at a conference. conference. Yeah. yeah. The program we all the same program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people don't be getting, bro, just the power of that, man. It changes everything. This was the power of relationships. Yeah, so talk to me. I got a um Bank of America rep that I built a relationship mm. over the last eight months, right? And um even a long time, eight months. Not a long time, but I was bringing her to my community 
And she was getting them approved for auto loans, getting them approved mm. for credit cards, yeah. setting them up with their business account, right? Um, she got me approved for a business line of credit, but then we seen a lot of these gaps where a lot of the mentees didn't have a business for two years straight. They couldn't get approved for 200, they could get a $20,000 credit card, but how can we get you more money? Yeah. And because of that relationship, she was able to put me on to an entirely new program that most banks don't even tell you about, which is the CDFI. So it's community development financial institutions where big banks like Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Chase, they sponsor smaller local banks that are nonprofit organizations, right? Mm. So one of the banks is- I'll write that down. CDF, say it one more CDFI, Community Development Financial Institutions. She put me on, cause she like, yo, I see how we, we gotta help your people more. Yep. Like they getting 20,000, 30,000, $40,000 credit cards, but how can we get them 100,000? How can we get them 200,000? And their business is not set up all the way yet. Well, this is an alternative. So um, Access Capital for Entrepreneurs, that's one of the nonprofit organizations that go Google that, right? Yeah. Access Capital for Entrepreneurs, but now you can go get capital with a smaller local bank, and this is their initiative. Uh, they focus on women. They focus on people that's in the minority communities. If you have a, a business that's focused on, uh, they call it social entrepreneurship, right? Mm. Where you make money in your business, is profitable, but your business model is a service that impacts the community. Right. So if you have these different criteria in place, you could go get the bag. There's so much money sitting around, but we don't know how to tap into it, who to tap into it. And that was all from a relationship. And now we're able to provide more value to our, to the our luxury. Community. The luxury of being in our challenge, too. Yeah. We give you our resources, too. Like, like when you when you tap in with us and you really you lock in with us. Right. We give you our exact resources. So that's the benefit. And you pay for that. You pay mm -hmm. for access. Yeah. So one of the things that we just did in our last challenge was very beneficial to all our students was I, I gave them homework. I said I taught them how to go build a relationship with multiple bank managers and reps mm. inside the bank. How to do a lot. Tell them on this episode. How do they start <laughs> going to go yeah. build a relationship mm. with a bank? So so you want to go to your bank. So basically you get go to Troy's knock go, on the door. Go to Chase. Go to Troy's. You probably. Yeah. So then you go in and you What's your act. top three banks you recommend? I, I recommend, so we like Key Bank, we like yep. Truist, yep. we like we like Chase. Chase right now okay. is giving out Chase the biggest high. limits I've ever seen in my life. Wow. 75,000, 100,000, 150,000 on one credit card. Wow. So, yeah. so What's that's- the requirements for that? The requirements- Because I don't think I met it because I had a lateness. Uh, Possibly, ain't no negatives, no lates, yeah. 700 plus. Got it. And then- So no negatives, no late, 700 plus. Yeah. You gotta have a certain revenue threshold. Uh, is uh, projected on your business income. Okay. Yeah. Projected so, on your business. Projected. Oh, so it's not even actual. Yeah. It's projected Ooh. on your business income. Yeah, but but this is the key. This is this is where everybody mess up. They try to do what the masses do, and they go online and they just fill out a regular application. Yeah. That's not how you do it. That's how you end up getting little baby limit. Mm -hmm. You want you want thousand five hundred. You go ahead. You build a relationship with a person in the bank. The business. The business manager who handles the business credit cards, business line of credits, or the business products, and you have a relationship with them. That's why relationship is so important. Yep. And you push through your application with them specifically. And that raises the approval rates because they have a different type of push through than a regular mass system online like everybody else. So mm -hmm. I taught my students how to go in the bank, build a relationship. You go in there and you ask for them. Basically, you tell them, you know, tell them what you're trying to do. I'm trying to learn more about this biz, you know, business stuff, banking stuff. I want to learn how to acquire a large amount of money with my business. Um, and you say you're a business consultant and you tell me you want to help other people as well. And I can bring you business. Yeah. So now me getting your contact, I'm going to bring you more business, but you're also going to be educating me. But then you also, so it works on both sides. So that's what I do. I tell people, look, I'm going to bring you more business. We're going to build a relationship. But now when I come to you and I talk to you, I'm bringing you value. 
I'm bringing you help. And now when I want my own products, you're going to help me. And then I can ask you any question I want. They know the banking system like this. Wow. So man. now when you got any question, anything you're concerned on, anything you want to go deeper in about, you ask your rep and you go through your rep when it comes to business credit products and business line of credits and auto loans and things like that. Ooh, that's next level. Yeah. 150 on a card. Yes. Yeah, I want to add to what Smitty said about the relationships, yeah. right? Because when you go and you get with somebody that's inside the bank, they can articulate mm -hmm. something that's on your credit report, right? If you apply online, like I had a 30 day late because my mortgage was sold to another mortgage company that I didn't know. So it was yep. on auto pay. They sell it to another mortgage yes. company. I didn't know. Now I got a late yeah. payment, right? So I go apply, it get denied, but now my banker comes back to me and say, hey, this is why you got denied. I explain, hey, this was a mortgage. Here's the paper. This is how I got transferred. She was able to go back in there but with her influence overturn it. They approved me for $100,000 line of credit. Mm, that's crazy. But if you don't have that relationship, that person can't you articulate like it. Exactly. Yeah. It's funny. When exactly. I got my first Lambo, the dude was going at bat. Like, yo, I saw his credit profile. <laughs> yeah. I see what's in the bank. Yeah, yeah. Like, I... I follow him on social media. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm talking about, he went to the bank, excuse me, when I got my Rolls Royce, yeah. back and forth. We got it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got yeah, it done. Relationship. Not, even, not yeah. even just that, them knowing what day to apply on. Like I went had a situation where I went to the bank and I was applying for a line of credit. And she even told me, she said, do this on this day, this underwriter is going to be worried. I'm trying to push it to this specific underwriter. Mm. Like mm. I know who's working, a couple people that's working behind the scenes. I'm trying to push it to this person because I've seen based on the last 10 people that on this, this person, they do a lot of denials. This person does a lot more approvals. I'm trying to push it to this person. Just having that person that can say, yo, this is what's going on behind the scenes. Like I'm trying to yeah, line you right. up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also what we could do too is a lot of people accept approvals or denials. I'll give you some game on what we need to do from now on. Mm. Don't ever, 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 ever accept the approval or denial firsthand. What you do is you always call and ask for a reconsideration. So always yeah. contact the bank and ask for a reconsideration. So reconsideration on your approval or denial. I have seen people get denied, call the reconsideration line and get a reverse and then to an approval based off something they had a misaddress or something wow. wasn't incomplete. They had to verify something. And it was like the reason why you got denied because of that. But not only that, even when you get approved, we happy and be like, oh, we got approved. I'm good. Nah, wait, let's call the reconsideration line and explain what we're trying to do within this company or this bank. You want to do more business with them. You want to, uh, you know, do more real estate deals. You want to spend more money, but they're not giving you enough money. So maybe if y'all gave me more money, I'll spend it with y'all because I got big projects on the way. So maybe I need to get approved for $10,000 more and this will help me be able to do more business with you all. And they like that. And they like, well, you know, let's reconsider this thing. Let's, and then they come back, they might approve you for more. So don't never take your first one. That's Ever. Good. That's yeah. good. Ooh, y'all talking. Yeah. This is the type Facts. of game y'all do for an entire week? Entire week, man. Five I would, days. I want to give them three questions to actually specifically ask. Like, literally, when That's you go good. into the bank, yeah. when you sit down with your banker, the first thing you want to ask them is, like, what are your goals? Like, what are, what are your goals? What are your revenue goals? How much money do you want to make? You ask the banker? Yes. Wait, wait. <laughs> banker ain't asking me. I'm going to ask the banker. To yes, I'm going to ask better. you how much money you want to make. What are your revenue goals? Because now... That establishes your dominance now. That yeah. establishes your authority as a business owner. You come to asking them. They're supposed to be asking you all these questions, right? All right, cool. The next question I'm like, what's your KPIs? Like, how do you get bonuses? How do you how, how do they track your bonuses? Or well, I get bonuses because I gotta get X amount of credit card approvals. Yeah. I gotta get X amount of people merchant accounts. Mm. I gotta get X amount of people lines of credit. Okay, well, if I could help you get to that goal, how could we work mm. together? Like these are the things that you want to ask them. Oh, right? uh, and then and the third piece. Is this your long-term vision? You got businesses outside of here? Like, you know, this is what I do. I can help you do these things that I do, which is 
consulting. I help small business owners. You do exactly what I do just yeah. for Chase. Wow. I do it on my own. Wow. For the game. They loved it. They loved it. Y'all sitting here literally breaking down stuff. You've been on your phone all the time. What deal is you closing right now, man? I know you got new construction <laughs> projects, man. man. You think you like, got these... What you cooking up, man? Trying to make sure stuff go through right, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about how are you operating? So I know you you do a lot of traveling. You got you got a family. Like you you're 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 on your stuff. How have you developed your team? Like, what are some keys? Like, we talked about the contractors, but you got a team of realtors, a team of, and I know it probably took years to build that, but what are some keys that you've been doing to develop your team that you trust that they're going to get them done? You're here in Atlanta, but you're running all of these projects mm -hmm. in Philly and you know they're going to get done properly, right? Like you said, within a, a day or two, you had a crew on his projects and talk about that. Do you have A crews, B crews? Like, yeah. just give me a little insight on, on, on that. So we got multiple contractors. So that's yeah. first and foremost. We got more than one electrician. You got more than one plumber. We got more mm -hmm. than one roofer. So we got we have somebody for everything. You well, got also, a landscaper? Yeah. I need one of them. Yeah, I got so, you. I got two. Uh, Philly, I need somebody yeah. to give but me three a price. We redoing the whole courts. I need somebody to come. Yeah, they'll get all that for you. I got that. you. Yeah. But he got the, other thing, the other thing is... Get them to pay for it too. <laughs> I was going. That's going to help. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Bad. say no I, more. I, I yeah, y'all hear it on the pie, right? <laughs> I wasn't going to tell you. I was going to yeah, handle it. Yeah. But the other thing is, just leave, bro. My game changer happened to me a long time, a couple years ago. I went. I, I went to Paris, right? Yep. And I had this deal working. I had this going on. I'm Did like, we go to Dang. Paris together or no? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, I didn't. I, like, I feel like we went to a couple countries together. No, we went to a couple pieces. Okay. Yeah. But I, I left and I was freaking out the whole time. I came back. Everything got done. Wow. So a lot of times it's our own fear, thinking mm -hmm. like we have to be there, and you actually don't. Yeah. So that's the main thing. Just first and foremost, just leave, just disappear, and see and see what happens. Mm. Then you can understand, okay, what we need to fix or what we need to change, or everything might be fine. I realized that seventy percent of it was fine. A couple of things need to get fixed. The other piece is with our projects, make everything look damn near the same. They already know, like they already know what floors to get. They already know what tile to get. They already know what this because it's all right. We just copy and pasting the same thing to every house. Mm, so it's not. I don't need to go back and look over you. Do it like the other house, bro. Yeah, you ain't do it like the other three. Do it like the other That's six. Good. Basically, you got an SOP for the crib. Standard Hell yeah. operating. Yeah. Hell yeah. Smart. Hell yeah. That's and then the other piece is the biggest, biggest thing is setting up pro accounts at like Home Depot and mm -hmm. supply houses, warehouses to where your card. And your your number, your contact, everything is on file. So they can either call me and I can pay over the phone, or they call my assistant and pay over the phone. And that that eliminates you from ever having to show up. Like, like people think I'd be lying or people think it's cool to go home deep, but I don't go in there at all. I'm yeah. talking about at all, never. Yeah. Because the contracts go and do that and also set that expectation. I'm big on expectations. Like, y'all know this, like, yo, this is how this is gonna go. This is what we're doing. Y'all, you with it or you not? Mm, that's good. Look, I'm not going to the store. But you got to pick up. I know I have a pickup truck, but you're using your truck. You go pick up the material. You go do this. You do it. I'm not picking up nothing. I'll give you an extra couple of dollars to go to a gas or just for that. But I want you to understand, I'm not picking up nothing. The, the pickup truck is there for if you need to use it. If maybe you need two guys to load up more stuff, but I'm not going. So those are the biggest things that we do to make sure we run everything from somewhere else. My whole stuff is remote, everything. I like that. Yeah. That's powerful. Once you learn that play, yeah, it, it, it changes everything. Oh yeah, man. it changes everything. Man, so look, y'all, I'm grateful for this episode. I know, man, I had to bring y'all back. 
But I know y'all about to go so much deeper on a virtual event, man. So I just wanted to say thank y'all for coming on. Let the people Uh, know how they could tap in with that just so they don't miss out. I want them to know. I don't know when they listening to it. Let them know how they could get on a master class as well as just... For those who serious, like bro, I don't, I want to go straight to the virtual conference. Yeah. Just, if y'all could let them know how to do that. So all you guys have to do is go to letsfundyourfreedom.com. and we even more excited about this because the last one we did, we got two million plus in credit available for people. We got people that got approved for um, FHA. We got people who got properties under contract, mm-hmm. scheduled out the close. We got people that connected, made other smaller communities. We got people that built businesses together. We got people that. When it got more credit repair clients from the business, we got so many people that got so many results. And this one, we doing more stuff that we not even gonna talk about on here, but we about to 10X what we did last time. So we did mm. 2 million, just you do the math, but you can go to letsfundyourfreedom.com. Mm. The Lock In Spot is a five day virtual conference every single day. And you know how we only got 10 yeah. minutes here, 15 yeah. minutes here. I got a full day. He has a full day. He has a full day. And then we're gonna go back and give you another full day and then another full day. So. It's not like I only got 10 minutes of Smitty. No, yeah. you got a full hour and a half, two hours with Smitty. So and you can go and I want to say this because I don't want it to go over your head. They said I did 2 million. Not meaning not made 2 million, y'all. Mm-hmm. He's saying they funded people yeah. to get over $2 million yeah. so they now can learn how to go make that grow by starting various businesses or enhancing your current business, mm-hmm. right? So I want you to make sure y'all understand the importance of you getting in the room. One connection. One relationship or one resource could be the thing that changes it all. So, man, we appreciate y'all tapping in. I want, I want, I want to add something else too. Mm-hmm. You talked about investing in yourself and getting in the rooms. Like me investing with you yeah. a minute back and paying that tab literally changed everything. Yeah. Allowed me to meet him. Allowed me to meet him. Yeah. Allowed me to meet a whole bunch of other individuals. Allowed me to be here right now. Yeah. All of us. So. I don't even think about for you guys like, oh, it's an investment, which investment is pennies. Yeah. But the the fact that like, dang, what might happen, not might, but what will happen when I actually just get in the room? Yeah, That's yeah. the game changer. That's good. A lot of people ask what it costs. The question you got to ask is what it costs if you don't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What it costs isn't relevant. It's how much it costs if you don't do it. Right? Are you okay with staying where you are now next year? Dang. And if y'all realize that you're not, Go to lessfunyourfreedom.com, y'all, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Let's go. Let's go.